Welcome to Girl, Get a Real Job, a podcast series by Women of the Wick, a platform amplifying the visibility, voices and work of women, trans and non-binary creatives. I'm your host, Sara Karpanen, a multimedia artist, writer and the founder of Women of the Wick. Girl, Get a Real Job is a space where we normalize money and business talk as artists and creative practitioners. To continue the conversation, please find us on social media at Women of the Wick and Girl Get a Real Job. Now, let's start talking about the real worth of our creative work. Welcome to Girl Get a Real Job podcast. This is a space where we talk about money and entrepreneurship with artists, activists and creative entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Sarah, and today we have a really exciting guest with us. Sarah Akwisombe is an author of The Money is Coming and the founder of Noble Business School and streetwear brand Not That Deep. Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us. I'm super excited to have you here. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yay. Um, So I've read your book, The Money is Coming, and I revisited it yesterday and also highlighted some... some, some parts that I really really resonated with so if you don't mind can I just read a line from the book oh go for it okay so in the introduction you write this is for the person on the 749 train from East Croydon to London Victoria on their way to the office job that they hate Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so I can resonate with that I think there are probably quite many others who could resonate with the message as well um why did you think that that's an important thing to mention um with your audience as well yeah because I think I, I sort of knew that I was writing it for like the younger me in a way like I mean it's not aimed solely at women by any means but obviously my audience is mostly women and I think you know women have further to go unfortunately when it comes to financial stuff um and yeah I just kind of wanted it to be for that person or like that younger me that was like (laughs) we all know that thing you know if you've had a job and you're doing the commute in and out of London or anywhere that you work and you know just wasting hours away doing that and thinking I could be doing something else uh so yeah that was just an obvious person to write for really Mm. did you always know that you wanted to write a book yeah probably um and it took a while to know what I was going to write because um I used to work in interior design and I had a couple of opportunities when I worked in interiors to do a book around interior design and it just sort of like never came off or like it and it never really felt like the right thing like when I thought about oh if I were to ever write a book and I was known for a book would I want it to be about interior design and I just kept getting no I wouldn't want I would love to write a book on interior design but that wasn't what I felt like it was going to be so when I had the opportunity to do this and it be about manifesting and money mindset, I was kind of like, yeah, like this is something I really, it's been a part of my life for so long and it's made such a change to my life and continues to make a change to my life all the time that I thought this is the obvious thing to write a book about. Yeah. And so you mentioned about manifesting there. Um, 
and you talk quite boldly about manifesting i would say that may be a, a less um talked a subject in the uk especially could you give us like a 101 of what is manifesting or what does it mean to you yeah i guess the easiest way for me to sum it up is that it's essentially like a belief system and the belief system is that you can create your own reality with your thoughts like every you know if we look around and see everything like everything in this room like someone once had the idea to make that thing and it's just it's that idea that you can you know choose your thoughts and choose to kind of create your life and yeah that's probably the easiest way to summarize it Mm. and what do you have or have you met any any people who have you who have inspired you on your manifesting journey or are there any books or other resources that have drawn you more to the practice yeah so many i mean i'm by no means the first person to like talk about manifesting you know this has been going on for like centuries or like in different ways and then there's different people that kind of come through and have their different take on it so so many things like I wouldn't even know where to begin to name it but you know like the obvious one that everyone's probably heard of or seen is the secret which is like the kind of big one um but I love a lot of what Abraham Hicks do as well um who's the other uh Gabrielle is it Gabrielle Bernstein she's great um yeah there's like loads of interesting people but then you know it's not even always people that just solely talk about manifesting like I used to go to a lot of Buddhism classes and a lot of like the teachings there are somewhat like intertwined there's things in all religions that are somewhat about like your mindset and you know you know I don't know loads of other religions inside out but there's little things I see that it's all sharing like similar principles so yeah it's not my ideas I'm just another person telling it in another way and maybe as you said like writing it in a way that someone reads it and they go oh that's me whereas they might listen to like Gabrielle Bernstein or you know whoever else and it might just not quite click with them I wanted to write it in a way that was like from a younger person who was you know like lived in England because there's not loads that comes out of the UK about manifesting um so yeah I'm just another voice in the mix really (laughs) yeah and I think I mean your way of writing is really funny um and now yesterday when I was reading it again I was like chuckling out loud like in you know many points I just love that like (laughs) was it like a Khloe Kardashian um yeah Bible quote and just somehow you just intimate all these things together in a, like a really natural way yeah. um, which is enjoyable yeah um, I like to I'm quite silly I'm quite sarcastic and I like to have fun and I like to laugh so I again it's just yeah like that's my way of writing that's my mm-hmm. tone of voice it's gone through everything that I've done whether it's business writing whatever so yeah it's just you know these messages you need to hear them lots of different times and you need to hear them from people in different ways and then it's that because you only need to have that one day where you hear it and you go oh my god I get it now or that bit's resonated with me now so yeah 
Amazing. Could you share as your own aha moment that you share in the book with money? Um, I mean, there's so many. I'm, I, and I always go back and forwards. And I mean, I'm in my own like new aha moment now. Like manifesting is such a, it's like a, a, a practice and a muscle that you have to keep working. And I think the, the aha moment that I'm experiencing at the moment is that. I truly believe that if you do things that feel good to you in, you know, whether it's in work or just just in life, like if you go towards the things that have a good feeling to you inside and you make decisions that are out of love and excitement and inspiration rather than fear, like, oh, I'm worried about I've got to pay this bill. So let me go and find some work or, you know, making decisions like that, I find never go to a good place. So the kind of realization that I'm rehabbing at the moment is to go towards things that feel good and I think we've been taught for so long that that is selfish or that that is um you should feel guilty about it or that somehow that means that someone else doesn't feel good because you feel good um or if you have too much of feeling good then you will be punished and it's all got to be balanced out and I think a lot of these like um ideas or concepts are kind of brought about by like very old school religion or very old school kind of like ideas of what is good and bad in the world and actually like I try and now think of like okay so who is the universe like who is or not who but what is it and what is their energy and the energy isn't like a judgmental energy it's like you know one of my best girlfriends like if I said to her like I'm feeling really tired like you know I'm, I don't know whether I should be working on this thing she wouldn't be like come on get up you've got to go and work you need to work hard she'd be like yeah maybe you need to have a rest and maybe you need to pick up again like tomorrow or you know don't worry you've been like doing well so far or whatever it would be a comforting nice message and it wouldn't be judgy and it wouldn't be like guilt tripping me and so I'm kind of relearning that again now. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And you mentioned fear there and mm. uh, you come across really fearless to me, at least um, on Instagram and you reinvented yourself many times. You've been a singer, a blocker, Instagram influencer, you've got a spiritual business and now a clothing brand and, all these wonderful things and streams of income, I suppose, as well. But are you ever afraid of inventing yourself again or, yeah, of making the wrong business move? Um, yeah, like, I think, you know, we'd, I'd be a psycho if I was like, oh, I never <laughs> worry about it. You know, like, of right. course, we all have, like, those doubts that creep into our minds and, generally I'm quite good at pushing out doubts mm -hmm. I've definitely gone through phases of my life and gone through experiences which have made me doubt myself more or have knocked my confidence more but I have like managed to you know it goes in waves there'll be times you feel a bit more confident or some things happen which help to like reinforce your confidence in something um, and then there's other times that you know things happen to reinforce your doubts <laughs> and uh, but yeah I think I'm quite good at I can 
tell when I'm doubting and I don't like that again it's like going towards what feels good I don't like the feeling of doubting myself I don't like the feeling of oh but what if what if you know and speculating on failure because I I really think like if you're working on a project or anything and you're speculating or ruminating on like whether it might fail you're already in the energy of it's going to fail like you're already like doubting is such a cancer to like ideas and you can't be I was literally saying this to my friend yesterday I was like to be to have a project or something like go how you want it to go and it be a success you have to go all in you have to be like a hundred percent excited about it you have to be like you know you want to work on it you want to you're excited to do it not just because it will achieve x but because you actually want to do it and if you start having doubts in it it's like I mean my terrible description to her I was like it's like a an apple and then you've got like little like maggots like coming in the side and if you keep letting if you keep thinking about the doubts the mold or the maggot or whatever is going to eat more into the apple and (coughs) you can't like especially when it comes to promoting stuff or selling stuff like people don't buy into ideas if you're doubting them like you can't doubt an idea and be excited about it and trying to promote it to somebody at the same time you have to like do everything that you can to push all the doubt out and be like I'm gonna fully go for this I'm gonna fully go like balls out like pardon the expression um (laughs) balls out is that a word (laughs) you know go all out and and try and do the thing and suspend the worries and deal with them like if and when it gets to the point that it's a failure like then deal with it and you know what like if the worst comes to worst and it's a flop or it doesn't work yeah you'll be disappointed and yeah you'll be sad but you'll get over it like you're a hundred percent you'll get over it because you'll then be able to look back and go well I put everything into it and it didn't work so it's not me like it just didn't work for whatever reason the market didn't like it or that person didn't want to pay the money or whatever but you went for it so you can't is this making any sense it's it's making a lot of sense it's making a lot of sense um it's like you have to commit to really like going for it otherwise you're anticipating its failure and if you anticipate the failure or you're even thinking about the failure you're then on the path to failure it's just like but it's very it's hard to do and it takes practice yeah yeah I think especially as aspiring entrepreneurs maybe creative entrepreneurs especially we are not really taught to talk about finances Mm. the overall business plan or structure and yeah I think the fear creeps in quite easily yeah Um, then do you like look at the fear or you just kind of ignore it you're like no I think you have to fully like get rid of it because if you look at it and your logical brain will be like well you need to prepare for the worst and like what if this and what if that but then you're preparing for failure and if the failure is going to happen it will happen like whatever you'll deal with it at the time like but I think we try and we're worried about like really putting ourselves out there and really going for it so we go oh I'm gonna go for it a bit but I'm gonna protect myself and I'm gonna make sure I've like um you know my expectations are realistic and it's all just ways for you to try and 
limit any damage emotionally that can be done if you fail but I'll tell you what I've failed so many times like the fail it doesn't damage you for long you get over it Mm. so it's way worse to keep failing because you're not trying than like fail a few times and get over it and you learn so much more like when things go wrong anyway so there's actually like no downside Mm. Mm. yeah okay thanks for sharing that I think there's a lot of yeah things to to kind of simmer in and think about a bit more um yeah yeah. so going back to entrepreneurship um so you run your own business and you've been self-employed for years Mm. running these multiple companies and then reinventing yourself what does your normal day look like is there such a thing as a as a normal day for you yeah I suppose so like I mean I have quite a typical routine because I have kids and when you have kids like you can't kind of make every day different because they need to get up they need to eat their breakfast they need to go to school they need to come back from school they need to eat their dinner like so we have quite a structure of the day but then yeah like the things that I'm doing each day might vary um So like today, for example, I've kind of just been on the computer doing some design work um, and that's about it. I'm kind of just sat here doing design work and bits of admin. Another day, obviously at the moment, we're really throwing everything into building our clothing brand. Mm. So at the moment, it's, you know, everything to do with that, which might be going to and from the printers or, you know, doing a photo shoot or going and looking around at what other people are doing and you know what the quality of their product is or how they're doing you know just like everything to do with trying to build a clothing brand at the moment and also like I've never done this I have no experience in fashion like I'm literally just uh trying to learn as I go (laughs) so there's so much to learn and that you know I, I don't design I'm not a graphic designer but I'm trying to design things and see if people like them and you know always trying to I'm always having ideas about the creative direction or like little ads that we can make or content that we can make. So just trying to, there's so many things to do and just trying to do all of them and not managing to do all of them. But that's life. Yeah, a lot. There's a lot going on. But lately I've been thinking about and reading a lot about leadership and especially thinking about leadership in terms of freelancing. Um, So how do you lead yourself? Do you have a coach or a mentor and how do you plan for your No, I have, I have had so many different um, coaches and mentors like over the years and the majority have been absolutely amazing. And then I've had one that was very bad <laughs> and caused me a lot of problems um, and the business a lot of problems. Um, but at the moment, I'm kind of like, I think because of that experience and having a bad experience, I've kind of come back to like, actually do you know what I do actually have the answers myself right and I need to sometimes not always like you know look to someone else to get an opinion but sit with it and work it out myself but saying that obviously with things like going into a fashion business where I don't know anything about it I will have consultation sessions with different people that are like you know either have their own brand already or they know about manufacturing or something so I'm not I'm definitely not 
afraid to ask for help and I'm always happy to be a student like I don't have any ego when it comes like oh I must you know come off as I know everything that I'm doing I don't know anything that I'm doing Mm. so I'm always happy to like ask for help but in terms of like how I kind of you know I guess like motivate myself or whatever is I think I'm just quite uh one if I love what I'm doing I don't really feel like I need to motivate myself I just wake up and I've got ideas like oh I mean at the moment it's almost annoying like every night I go to sleep and I'm just dreaming about like clothes and things that we can do it's almost like annoying as as long as they're not nightmares I suppose that's no but it's a bit like monotonous you know I'm like another dream about a t-shirt like all right um but yeah so I kind of wake up with like lots of ideas anyway and then I feel like I'm always like trying to play catch up with the ideas that I've got but I I've definitely learned discipline um and I would say I mostly learned discipline through like working out like getting into a good exercise routine and um yeah just like my training but like my fitness training and my weight training and all that kind of thing like I think that has really taught me discipline and when you um the thing with discipline is that if you set if you say to yourself I'm going to do something and then you do it you're building up like your trust in yourself and your trust in your subconscious and your subconscious then trusts you back and it's like okay if she says she's going to do that she's going to do it and it builds confidence discipline builds confidence and people don't realize this and the amount of people that kind of go oh I'm going to do this and then it gets to the day oh well actually I can do it another day or it's fine I've worked really hard today so I'm not going to do it or whatever and they'll keep letting themselves down, letting themselves down, because you're not staying true to your own word. And this is the only thing that's important. It doesn't matter what you've said to someone else. It's like, are you doing the things that you've said you're going to do for yourself? And the best way I've learned that is through exercise. Mm. Because I you know. physically see and feel if you don't do it, you feel like shit. Yeah, yeah, I resonate with that. I go for a run every morning and I think mm. that, and you know, it's just like a 15, 20 minute, sometimes 30 minute long run, but it's just that practice, that habit that I'm already thinking about the end result as in like feeling good. Yeah. And I'm putting my, my yoga pants on and I'm not yeah. like, yeah, there's like no room for even thinking of, am I going to do it or not? I'm like, yeah, you oh, can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, don't even get yeah. into the negotiation because it's, but the thing is because it because exercise look if none of us had to exercise and we could all just feel good and look good and be healthy we probably wouldn't it's not like we all love it oh my god I love it but because you then do something that is a is a challenging thing to do and you're putting your mind and your body through a challenge you feel really good for yourself and you feel really proud of yourself at the end of it so you're building confidence like it really does so that's really funny because I was cycling from my studio to home yesterday and then when I was cycling it was quite a long way from Hackney with the Tottenham Park to North London and then and then I decided whilst I was cycling that I'm going to go for a run also in the evening just because I felt like it I felt like moving my body a bit more and I kind of thought like what if the decision of going for a run was equal to let's say earning a certain amount of money like I don't know do you have any thoughts on that (laughs) (coughs) 
it's so weird that you say that because I used to have this and you've just reminded me of it now I used to have this little mantra that was like work working out equals money in like that's how I'd always go for it in my head I don't know why at the time and I don't even really make that link now but I guess in as a byproduct Mm. in the sense of like working out build your confidence build your discipline like you feel better that day so you're probably going to do better work or you're going to have better ideas and all those things might equal money right Mm. so yeah I used to have this weird thing that was like yeah working out equals money in and so then but yeah it's like if someone said oh you know if you go for a run you'll earn 50 pounds like people would be like all right let's go (laughs) like but because it's not um we never like respect our minds and our bodies as much as we do like material stuff do we Mm, yeah another conversation it's not really a conversation but people ask me often I guess because of the podcast it's just pride like how to price your work as a creative freelancer um do you have any thoughts on that and I know that it's obviously super individual to each and every person but even how to start thinking about how to yeah different pricing points and yeah what to charge yeah I think as you said it's super individual and there's like obviously a lot of nuance when it comes to different industries and stuff like that but I think the main thing as a guideline would be if you're charging an amount and you're not excited about that amount it's probably gonna if you're anything like me it might be hard to then do the work right Right. so (coughs) sorry my throat goes funny um for example I always see this happen like you know when you do like mates rates for somebody like your friend needs something so you're like oh I'll do mates rates and then you start doing the work and it just goes to the bottom of the priorities list because you're like, well, I'm not really excited about this amount of money. And I know I'm doing something great for my friend, but um, it's just without meaning to going to keep going to the bottom of the pile. And at worst, you might become resentful of it because then you start doing it and you go, well god this is taking me ages you know and they should be paying me at this amount maybe not with a friend but if you know sometimes if you're doing some freelance work for a client and they expect so much and you feel like you get really resentful of the work because you but it's your fault because you haven't charged or you haven't you know providing you didn't ask for the right amount in the first place if they're just not willing to pay you it then that's a whole other you know ball game and you've got to decide whether you're willing to do it but sometimes it's like we don't ask for what we actually want and we don't say this is how much I charge with a number that we actually want to get paid and I guess I would just be like when you do the work when you sit down and do the work are you going to be resentful of it or are you going to be excited to do it because you want to deliver and finish it and get paid and feel like you've done a good job and sometimes the more you're getting paid then you're like oh my god they're paying me a lot of money I better like dig deep and like make my best work that I've ever made because this person's put all their trust and you know money into me so I'm gonna deliver the best job that I can 
Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's the ideal scenario is make sure that you're ideally excited about the amount, amount you're going to charge. If you're not excited about the amount, at least try not to try not to take on work where you're going to be resentful of the amount that you're getting paid. You're better off probably just saying no to it. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, some people aren't, you know, sometimes we all end up in a position where you've got to take work that's rubbish pay and you've just got to get on with it. But mm-hmm. in an ideal situation, if you're pricing up your stuff, like try and go for a number that you feel excited about. Right. But, you know, it can't also be like off the charts where you don't believe that, <laughs> you know, anyone's going to ever pay it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a great, great tip. And I've definitely been in those situations. And, it, you know, especially if there is like an exchange. So I'm going to do a bit of this and you can do something back. And then it just doesn't quite feel right. Or even I feel read about it or, you know, it's just mm. um, often just, just doesn't work. Um and it's quite funny I'm thinking if there is something like energetically as well that we can tap into like I have background in communications and journalism and I've always had this rule like I will never work for free when it comes to communications and like never and I don't often get asked to work for free but when it comes to more like poetry on performance or you know artist stuff I hate the word art I don't know why I said that but you know creative work then yeah I often get then asked to do things for free and maybe it's just because I don't have that belief system that is so like well do you know what it is that I think Mm. this is my take on it right um from someone who is I'm a born creative I started out creative I did music I did interior design and then I kind of moved over into this more business technology space which was much less creative if at all right and now I've kind of returned to making music and doing the clothing brand I'm back in the creative industries and what I think it is that has dawned on me is that creatives love creating so much that that is what brings us peace and that is what brings us fulfillment and so we're almost willing to be a bit less bothered about the money because there's so much joy (laughs) that comes out of like the creation like so that's almost like a payment in itself and I don't mean like oh so creative should never get paid like creatives deserve to be paid you know big money because great creative ideas make the world go round like they sell product they build brands they create tourism like all these things you wouldn't have any of these things yeah everything you wouldn't have any of it without being creative right and great creative ideas so notoriously creatives have been underpaid and I don't think that that you know I think that that's awful but I can see how it happens because when you're so into the creativity like I've been honestly I've been in positions where I've been paid like thousands of pounds by people to do stuff that's like fairly easy right but not creative at all Mm -hmm. and then I've done stuff that I've not been paid for at all but it's creative and I've felt more joy not being paid but doing something creative but the problem then becomes when you know you need to eat and live (laughs) so we can't like solely exist on that dining out on creative greatness um 
but I can see I can see why it happens because yeah you know yeah yeah that's such an interesting conversation to have like that like why do we still embrace the suffering artist syndrome however I totally hear you on <coughs> um like art gives us so much joy and it's mm. it's our passion is what we do we would do it anyway almost but also it's our profession and it's like you said it changes the world I mean imagine cities without culture and arts or artist communities they would become like empty eggshells without content like why would London even <laughs> be the capital of culture that is today or mm. anyone to come here but yeah it's an yeah an interesting one to think about yeah yeah um so yeah we're talking about manifest manifesting and kind of the lack of maybe manifesting books or teachers in the UK and I come from Finland and this conversation is like on ground zero there I don't think that these type of conversations um have taken place yet or if they have it's just like super woo woo mm. and yeah what would you say in terms of like like what's what is the British approach talking about money in your opinion um I think like the UK still really suffers from the class system so it's kind of like I think it's getting better it's definitely getting more Americanized in the sense of like new money is somewhat being a bit more embraced mm. but there's still definitely this class system of like you know you're only really upper class if you've kind of like inherited money um or you you know like your parents are rich or you came from like a really wealthy background um and so I think that still is subconsciously there for a lot of people so even if you make money and you have done very well you mm -hmm. can still feel like you're not quite accepted yeah like not consciously I'm talking like very low level like underground feeling yeah. underground yeah. unconscious feeling yeah um but I do think that that is a bit there um in terms of like generally I, I've definitely seen people being more willing to talk about money now especially women like there's definitely been a bit of a movement with women to talk more about money I hope that I've been a part of that um when, when you are Sunday times bestseller well <laughs> I believe you have well you know um who knows but I know like when we started, I remember, so we, I ran a money and manifesting course with um, my manifesting kind of coach that I was working with at the time called Jen, who's amazing. And we had this idea to do this course. And I remember saying to my husband, like, are we going to do this manifesting course? And this would have been maybe like 2015, 16. Mm. So quite it, not that long ago but, yeah, but when still. you rewind back to that time you know astrology manifesting all these things were not what they are now in terms of pop culture it was very like and I remember he was like are you for real like in England like maybe in America but not here and I was just like I don't know I've got a feeling I've just got a feeling that this will work and we ran the course and I don't, I can't remember how many times we ended up running it, but it was so popular. It was so successful. And obviously the book came off the back of it. Um, and, and 
and I've just seen it go up and up and up and up in terms of like pop culture and being talked about to the point where you know now everyone's kind of got an opinion on manifesting like and there's a lot of misrepresentation of what it is there's a lot of people who I think have taken it and made it a different message there's lots of controversy around it it's like you know there's there's so much about it now but I mean yeah like five five six years ago wasn't even a discussion so um so yeah so I think there's definitely like more of an openness when it comes to talking about money talking about what we want and women being a bit more like okay I'm gonna ask for this um but you know there's still a long way to go and then it's also like well when does it then become too much you know when does it become like it's all anyone thinks about like right because I've been on that side of it as well you know like just being too into the money and that's not a good headspace to be in either Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting yeah I've recently read there was a there was a long article in the Guardian and several other newspapers that have covered manifesting very mm. recently. And I guess it's also because of the rise of TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think it's also good, like Bernadine Everisto, who I absolutely love, the author of Woman, Girl, Other, has also talked about manifesting. And she's, you know, a very respected author and someone who you wouldn't really expect to talk about that that she kind of claims that also part of her success is thanks to manifesting um so I think yeah there is a room for different types of discussions to be had and that's just yeah, and there's different perspectives on it and do you know what it's such a it's such a lifelong like thing to learn about that you know yeah there's people who just have just got into it and they're excited about it but maybe it's a it's a very early like rudimentary idea of what it is because it's a life journey you know like my thoughts on it keep changing like I probably wouldn't write the exact same book that I've written again now you know because I've had lots of experiences within that time but um I think it's very easy to look in from the outside and critique and go oh well you know these silly white women want to say like oh they're manifesting and then they're not talking about that they're really privileged and all and I'm like absolutely but that's not the whole scene and like there's so much context and there's so much like nuance to it that I think you know it's like you could take any religion that's out there and like stand from the outside and go well that doesn't make sense and that doesn't make sense and that but unless you're in it and you believe it and you know all the context of it you can't really pass judgment on it you kind of just need to you know everyone's going to have their own take if you don't agree with it and you don't believe in it that's fine like it's absolutely fine um but you know when things become buzzwords like manifesting has there are always going to be these pieces in the paper like about you know someone told me I could manifest my way out of my problems and it hasn't worked or you know there's always going to be I've been in those you know I've had those pieces written about me and I read it and I'm like it's like literally not at all like what I'm teaching or trying to say but you know it's just it's just there's always going to be like a misinterpreted perspective of it perspective of it speaking of critique and I guess like social media in general like how do you respond to criticism I've um 
I've been on the receipt. Do you know what? I have been on the receiving end of critique, but I've been lucky enough that throughout most of my career, I haven't been on the receiving end of critique. I think because I've been pretty, you know, truthful and I've been pretty authentic and I always just kind of say how it is. And then, um, as I mentioned before, like when I worked with the coach that I had and ended up working with this person like on some public stuff and it, yeah, it just all became very messy and was all like a big problem basically. And obviously received a lot of critique like from that experience um and there's been a smaller group that have kind of like continued on this like ongoing <laughs> ongoing like never-ending narrative of criticism about like any and everything I do um but you know it affected my mental health for a long time like when it happened but I can genuinely say now that like, you know, I don't look at it. I don't know what they're saying, but I can guess what they're saying like all the time. And yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of like, it's just one of those things that's out there. Like if you have a public profile, you're not, not everyone's going to like you. And especially if you then go through a, a very public experience where there's a problem you know there's going to be people that don't that it doesn't matter what you say or how you explain it or justify it they don't care they're upset by it or they want they have always been waiting for your downfall so then they're ready to like go like you know you're never going to make everyone happy and I think for a while I probably went through having a public profile I was like oh I can make everyone like me I could you know and I'd sort of say like oh you know not everyone's going to get me but I didn't ever think that there'd be people who really like would go out of their way to be nasty and quite like targeted like harassment but yeah but it has like the more the longer it's gone on the less I'm bothered by it I suppose Mm -hmm. like but it definitely did affect I don't want to downplay what it can do to people like it you know these kinds of online gossip forums and all this kind of thing like and you know in my case it was like people going to the press and getting like press articles written and all this kind of stuff like it really can cause serious mental health problems and I'm surprised that there hasn't been anything worse that's happened when you look at some of these influencers that really have very horrible things like being said about them all the time um but you know it's just like I'm I guess I'm quite resilient and it took me a while but I've kind of moved on and I'm doing different things now and like that was probably one of the reasons like we decided to stop doing the business that we had before because so much kind of like negative stuff had happened with it that I just was like you know what I can't be bothered to try and like reinvigorate this thing and like get back into the headspace of wanting to do it it almost like got tainted Mm -hmm. so it was like okay I'm gonna move on and find something fresh to do and like amazingly for me it's led me back to being creative which is like you know the best thing that could have ever happened so from a really awful situation and very horrible things that have happened online and people being very negative like I've actually ended up with this great thing that is now bringing me so much joy um but you know there's people out there that unfortunately it still really affects them so 
but you know there's always going to be people that like people just love to have a moan have a gossip like if they see someone doing something that like triggers them in some way they're gonna like have a little moan about it Mm. but it's never about you it's always just about them so true I just saw this again on Instagram this quote that yeah whatever they project on you I mean it's I can't remember what it said exactly but it resonated with me because it's true it's everything about them and I guess sometimes we can be our own harshest critiques as well (laughs) yeah Um, yeah but I'm really sorry that you've had to go through that that sounds really awful and unfair but also at the same time it does sound like you've come out of it even more resilient and stronger and yeah yeah found this beautiful path of of a creator again which is yeah yeah um I'm a aware of time but I still have a couple of more questions if that's okay with you yeah of course yeah <laughs> okay great um so yeah what would you say to people um who may be struggling with an with with imposter syndrome I think that's something that is so common amongst entrepreneurs um I guess there are two different things what I constantly keep hearing also from young entrepreneurs is imposter syndrome how to tackle that and the and the other one is procrastination have you ever struggled with either one of those and how did you overcome them if you did yeah I think imposter syndrome is a weird one isn't it because I feel like there's so many different takes on like what that actually is and I don't know if I've ever really got like what it is because I think everyone is gonna feel you know like you sort of don't know what you're doing like at certain times but I think sometimes it's good to like be in places where you're like I don't know what I'm doing and everyone does know what they're doing um because you know again as Chloe Kardashian said in one of her little interviews she was like you don't want to be the smartest person in the room like you know if you if you're the smartest person and you're like well yes I feel like I belong here then you're not probably learning anything but when it I guess it's harder for like if you can look and go this person like 100% should be here and belongs here and they don't feel like they do like I don't know how you would fix that other than like you know get a therapist like everyone should be having therapy I agree everyone should be having therapy like we've all got our own things but if it's coming down to like insecurity or worthiness and not feeling worthy of being there like there's not really any you know I'm not going to be able to give you some sentence that's going to like change that that's the long journey of like doing the work and really like understanding that you know you're worthy to be there and if you're there then the likelihood is you're worthy to be there but you can't tell someone that they've got to feel it and the only way that they're going to feel it is working it out themselves so I don't really have anything to say that's going to help with that on the procrastination thing I think um my understanding of procrastination is either you're doing something that you really don't like doing so therefore you're going to like faff around and like do everything else before you do that thing like if you don't like doing it which is a clear and obvious like okay so you obviously don't like doing it right you might have to at some point so that's just a case of like when is it going to happen um but I think often if you're procrastinating on something it probably is an indicator of something underneath like 
you're a bit scared of that thing or it comes back to like you're doing something that's going to put yourself out there or you don't feel good enough to do that thing or you know there's many many underlying layers as to why you might be avoiding <clears throat> doing that thing um <clears throat> and I think then yes again a bit of self-reflection a bit of self-awareness and like really asking yourself like what am I trying to avoid by not doing it or it might just really be really boring and you don't want to do it right yeah that's so true yeah I read that recently also from somewhere and I kind of didn't really want to admit that the things that I've been pushing away actually I didn't want to do them and then I came back yeah. to the feeling of like what do I want to do like maybe it doesn't have to be what that person or that person is doing but it can just flow really easily and then when I came back to that like ease and flow things were much better back to my original point about like finding things do the things that you love doing and they feel good because right. then you don't really tend to run into these problems and I know that life isn't all that like you're never just going to go for every day like I mean I I still every day will have to do something that I don't really want to do or whatever but because that's life you know um but you know our our behavior and the weird things that we do can often be such indicators of other things like if someone triggers you or um you're like disgusted at that thing or you find yourself passing judgment on this or you you notice that you're avoiding doing x like it's always that's the first bit is like okay so I've noticed that I'm avoiding this or I've noticed that that's triggering me and then it's do you want to do the next bit which is then ask yourself well why am I avoiding this what am I avoiding what is it making me feel that I don't want to feel what is the end of like and go down the rabbit hole and a lot of the time we're too busy or you know we don't want to go there because it's painful but this is how you work out what's really going on in your head you know yeah yeah that makes sense okay I've got a final question so your book is full of practical advice and really lovely exercises and journaling prompts what is your own favorite way or what kind of tools do you use yourself when manifesting money uh, it's weird because I've stopped <coughs> excuse me you'll have to edit out all my coughing um <laughs> It's weird because I feel like I've actually stopped trying to manifest money. <laughs> or as someone who's written a book on uh, the money is coming, I've stopped trying to manifest money. But what I mean by that is, uh, so me and my friend did this the other day. We said, right, we're on WhatsApp and we were like, take five minutes, write down what you want and come back in five minutes and we'll share it. And if this was me like two, three years ago, it would have been, I want to make X amount a month. I want to buy blah, blah, blah thing. I want to go on this holiday. I want, it would have just been like a list of I want, I want, I want. And it would have been like quite material things, which absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like a hundred percent. I'm not saying like you shouldn't do that. Um, but I just noticed that what I wrote down was just very different. It was like, mm. um, I want to enjoy what I'm working on every day. 
I want to feel like creatively inspired. I want to feel like I've created like these amazing visuals. I want to have customers wearing my clothes and like see pictures of them wearing my clothes. It was all stuff that was more about like how I wanted to feel. Mm. And that genuinely wasn't like a choice. It wasn't like I thought, I'm sure, like if I'd seen, you know, like a cool pair of trainers that morning that I wanted, I'm sure they would have gone on the list. <laughs> so I'm not saying I've changed like completely, but it was it was less about the specific numbers and it was more just like, I'm happy with having the money, whatever the money's going to be that will have the lifestyle that I want. Like it, and this is the difference between where I was at three years ago and where I'm at now. It was always like a number and it was always, but it was completely arbitrary, like completely arbitrary. I went through this whole phase of I'm going to make a million pounds. I'm going to make a million pounds. And it was a whole journey and loads of people followed, but there, there was absolutely no point. It was like, but why? Like now I look back on it, I'm, I'm like, but why? And it was just because I needed to prove to myself that, oh, I could make a million pounds or I'm the kind of person that's worthy of doing that. But it was literally just to be like on paper, I've done it. It was because barely anything about my lifestyle changed because I was so busy working all the time that I couldn't even enjoy it. Mm. So, you know, whereas now I enjoy my day like so much more. I don't make a million pounds <laughs> um and so now I think you know I, I can't see myself ever being like oh I want to make a million pounds or I want to make x amount of per month I just know the lifestyle I want and I know how I want to feel every day and if I if I make the money that allows that it doesn't really matter like what the number is mm. you know and as long as I can save for my future and like the kids and stuff like that so yeah it was, it was a really interesting moment actually because it was such a stark difference to like what I would have written like two three years ago and I was like okay yeah you're growing up <laughs> <laughs> you're healing yeah I'm really I'm like you know genuinely felt like okay you you're growing up you're working out what's important wow amazing yeah so beautiful <laughs> Um, okay, cool. What's next? Is there any kind of news or anything that you would like to share with us? Um, no, I would just love everybody to come and check out Not That Deep, the clothing line. It is spiritual streetwear. So it's taking my two loves, which is like streetwear and trainers and combining it with kind of like all of these things that I'm learning about manifesting and the universe and mindset and almost like every piece of clothing kind of has one of these like mantras or affirmations or you know every piece kind of has something on it that represents whatever this whole thing is you know this like manifesting life um so yeah so I'm having a lot of fun doing that and I've got like loads of plans for it so I would just love everyone to come and have a look and if you like something then or you think there's someone you know who would like it then please share awesome amazing and it's on instagram at not that deep um not that deep store so and the website is not that deep store.com okay amazing sarah thank you so much for joining girl get a real job this has been so, so much fun <laughs> good i'm glad thanks so much um and have a really lovely day <laughs> Hey there, thank you for tuning in. 
if you like this episode, please review it, subscribe to our channel or share it with a friend. As an indie media, your feedback means the world to us. See you in the next episode and follow at Girl Get A Real Job on Insta for more. See you there.